0: From LPM, Louisville Public Media. Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. My name is Asia Ford, a mother uh, who loves to interact with her kids. I love everything that has to do with moving. (laughs) I'm just a really cheerful person uh, at this point in my life. I I would truly, if I had to sum it all up again, uh, I would just say I'm living. When I was 33 years old, I went through a tragedy with my kid's father. Uh, My kids and I walked their dad into a hospital emergency room where we thought he was just gonna get a few stitches. At the time, we found out because of diabetes, his sugar was too high to fight the infection that had already viraled in his hand. So my kids and I were faced to remove his hand, and hopefully he would be able to walk out of the hospital with us. Um, During this time frame, he ended up in a coma and almost lost his life. Uh, When the doctor came out, he was talking to me, and he said, I know your kids are really young. Um, but we have to do something about this hand. We don't know where the infection is. We'll start at the beginning of the hand, and we'll keep cutting until we find it. But our purpose is to save his life, but we can't guarantee that. This was a moment in my life that I had come to a decision. You know, it wasn't just to save him. Now I had to look at over years, he and I both went through life thinking It was okay as long as we were taking care of our kids, but we didn't understand that we had to be taking care of us in order to take care of our kids. So the day that the doctor said I had no other choice, I had to make a decision then, I made two decisions that moment. I made a decision to save him, and I also made a decision to save myself. At the time, I weighed 507 pounds, and as a couple, he and I almost reached the 1,000-pound mark to me, I felt like this was going to be my future if I didn't eventually die of a heart attack. And I didn't want my kids to go through that. It wasn't an easy task. Um, when I left the hospital, we we then went into rehab because um, my husband at the time made it. I mean, I was so amazed by his strength and his will to fight. To see his strength made me stronger. And once I knew that he was out of the woods, I knew that he was in rehab, I actually went back to work. I had a friend that she would always, when I'd come out of McDonald's parking lot, I'd see her running down Cane Run Road. And she would always be on me about trying to do something. But I personally wasn't ready. My mind wasn't ready. So I couldn't follow suit with what she wanted me to do. It took this tragedy to happen for me to realize that I'm worth more than what I was giving myself credit for. So at that time, I started researching. I asked her what I needed to do. And it wasn't the answer that I was looking for. She pointed me out to a boot camp. <laughs> and at 507 pounds, I was thinking, what exactly are we talking about here when we when we talk about boot camp? And I had to go to the boot camp to realize this is going to be a lot. You know, if you don't make it through, you can't sit down. I mean, these women were out there flipping tires, doing lunges and burpees and stuff that I knew my body wasn't going to be able to withstand because I need a knee replacement because I've carried the weight so long. I have an enlarged heart and a heart murmur. And these are things because I was so desperate to lose weight. I took um, diet pills. So it started messing with my heart. And I was trying to figure out, I don't want to die to lose weight. I want to lose weight to live. And I got out there and I was thinking... I'm not going to come back because I was so wore out. My bones was hurting. But I went home thinking these women didn't know a day of my story. They they didn't know the shoes that I walked in. I was working third shift. And one particular morning, I kept getting these uh, messages from social media. And it was one of the girls that was at the boot camp, her before and her halfway through. And looking at that picture inspired me even more because I knew she knew May have not been at the exact weight, but she knew because she had lost a tremendous amount of weight. So I got up, put my clothes back on, and I went back out there, and I've been there ever since. A couple of years ago, 2015, my son and i decided we were going to beat a number that i needed so so desperately to beat, and it was a number to come across the finish line you get a certain amount of time to to finish a race and it's here in Louisville, kentucky the triple crown so once i lost my first hundred pounds that was going to be not just my first milestone but that was going to be like an anniversary to me you know that i would always remember so i decided to join some of the races here around Louisville. One of the races was the Triple Crown, which is three races. Uh, It is a 3.2 mile, then you have a 6.2 mile, then you have a 10 mile, and that's actually two weeks apart from each other. My son and I was getting prepared to uh, do the race, and a couple of weeks prior I found out I had pneumonia and bronchitis. So the doctor recommended that I didn't do the three mile and also recommended that I just didn't do it this year. But I had already paid for my number and we were excited. So I felt like I could home remedy myself along with the medication that he gave me. Um, the morning of the race, I woke up and I my throat still kind of felt scratchy, but I decided that I was gonna do it anyway. When I started, I felt the adrenaline and it was, I, I, can't even explain the feeling I just know that I was so excited to beat the number from the year before and I just knew I had already been practicing I knew that this was the day that it was gonna truly happen for me so the race started we were doing good up until about mile 4 Uh, I told my son, I reached over and grabbed his arm, and I said, my breathing is getting kinda heavy, so I need to slow down a little bit. And he said, mama, if you need to stop, we'll stop. Well, in my mind, I wanted to make that that finish line. So I said, just give me a minute, and we'll keep going. I felt dizzy, so I stopped for a minute, and my son went up and got some water, and then we continued to go, but I, I felt too sick to go further. I remember looking behind me after my son said, Mama, there's an EMS coming up behind us. And in my mind, I was thinking, Oh, my God, I'll be taken out of the race by EMS. (laughs) So the EMS driver stopped, and he asked me, was I okay? And I told him, I'm having a hard time breathing. And so I felt like while I was talking to the EMS driver, I felt like I got a small boost of energy, and maybe I could complete this race. So he said, Well, let's go over here to um you know the ems and he was like you know we can get you together you can just lay back here and i was thinking no i couldn't get my breathing under control but i felt like i felt better so i told him that's okay And he said are you going to finish this race and i said yes he said well we're going to be behind you the whole time and i said okay so my son and i kept going well right before the vi- right before we got to um the path of going to broadway I just was like, I'm not gonna be going any further. And I was thinking they're gonna really have to take me out of here. I turned around and told my son, you know, I apologize, but I'm gonna have to give up. And he said, don't apologize. He said, mama, I want you to be okay. And I felt myself just getting overwhelmed with tears. And I just bowed my head and I started crying and I was just like, God, I just wish I could make it just at least to Mount five. And right when I said that, my left arm raised and I knew my son was holding on to my right side, so I raised my arm and I looked over and it was this police officer and he was like, are you going to finish this race or what? And I was like, I said yes. And he completed that entire race with us and we've been friends ever since. As we were actually Walking towards the finish line, it was actually a writer um, for the career journal had snapped a picture that ended up at the mayor's office. And the mayor tweeted that picture. And once he tweeted it, it ended up on the front of the career journal. So it it just went viral from there. I had people looking me up on social media from all the way from New Orleans and um, different cities and countries. And before I knew it, Officer Gregory and I were, like, not looked as just normal people. We were looked at heroes because we we accomplished a goal, you know, and he accomplished it with me. So he has actually, since then, lost some weight himself. And we walk on Wednesdays, so we've kept it going. <laughs> I've lost about 236 pounds altogether. My exercise routine right now, I actually still uh, go to boot camp. I actually am now personal training at that same boot camp. So I train with uh, my coach two days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I go to the gym three days a week. Uh, I also try to do running. I mean, my knee doctor told me that I need to slow down on some of the running. But it's like when I run, it's almost like a freedom. It starts to free my mind of things. Like, worry anything that I'm experiencing in life at that time. And it just feels good because I never could remember when I started running, you know, the last time I ran. I remember being a child and seeing all the other kids run, but I couldn't because of my weight. And just really feels good to do that as well. My kids, they encourage me, even though we're still through the midst of our storm. My daughter told me the other day, Mama, you can't stop because I depend on you. And that's something that. I just know that I've come too far, not just for myself, but for them too. So I have to keep moving. First with my kids, it's changed them in a way of um, inspiring my my youngest son who actually uh, finished the race with me. It's changed his mind frame of not giving up. He always, it doesn't matter what it is, he always wanted to quit something. Now he completes everything that he does when he starts it the one thing that really inspires me is that I think with them, they express more that they love me even more because I impacted not just the world. Personally, I've impacted some of their friends. A few of my kids' friends have lost weight and started their own journey. They have taken their footsteps on helping me get my kids together. They inspire the kids and um, you know, just to know that it wasn't just adults that I inspired; that it was kids that I inspired, especially my own. It's been a true blessing. I am still working on me. Right now, I am pursuing a bachelor's degree at Spalding to become a dietitian, so that I can learn more about what I eat, what my family eats, and then also be able to help other people along the way. In the future, I plan on continuing. Honestly, I don't see myself ever stopping. Asia Ford's story is part of Tough and Universal Stories of Grit, a new series produced by WFPL in partnership with Ideas X Lab. The story was edited and produced by me, Erica Peterson, with sound design by Laura Ellis. For more, including photos of Asia working out at her boot camp, visit WFPL.org. Support for LPM podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials. Where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic.